Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 150 of Sack King's Therapy. We've reached the 150 milestone, and we're going to celebrate it, you know, uh, with a game against the Heat. Uh, by the way, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you guys had a safe and happy New Year. Hopefully, no one, no one you know died because of fireworks, because fuck me, it was a... A lot of people playing fi- or lighting up fireworks on um, on New Year's, and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I guess it is how it is. But you know, first game of the new year, and we came out with a win. Yeah, like so there was an explode. What well, it sounded like an explosion, like right outside my house, and I actually, I actually like made sure to check outside, make sure things weren't on fire, and luckily things weren't on fire. So there was that. But basically, the year started with a bang for me. Um, and guess what? The Kings came out today with a bang, with a win against the Heat. They win 115 to 113 um, against the depleted Miami Heat team. Um, De'Aaron Fox goes to the free goes to the free throw line, um, puts him up two, and Jimmy Butler comes back, gets a really good look, and just misses the little float, like ten foot floater, and uh, the Kings win and start the new year with a bang. Oh yeah. So, all right, let me just quickly recap the game. Um, so basically, King, they win after playing some pretty good defense. Like Kings play some pretty good defense, I thought. Not for most of the game, but like for the fourth quarter, they kind of locked in a little bit and they just got the crucial stops they needed. And then it was helped by Fox just abs- attacking like an absolute superstar. Like he was getting, he didn't shoot well at all this game. He was five for 12, but 14 for 15 for the free throw line. That's it. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, and you know, this is probably most free throws we've seen from him in quite a while. And you know, he actually hit a lot of them. I mean, beginning of the season, he had a pretty slow slump when it came to free throws, where you, you he would be guaranteed to miss at least one each time he uh, went to the line. But yeah, for yeah, fourteen to for fifteen from free throw, he really clutched it up for us. You could feel like watching the game. You could feel the crowd like essentially have a heart attack every time free throw because a lot of his free throws they they hit the front of the rim and then it bounces in every time like they heard that sound. You could just hear the crowd just silent, just slow, just having like a heart attack every time it hit the in the front of the rim. And yeah, it's just I mean like this is not something that's normal for him. Maybe it's a good sign going forward. Maybe he's worked on his free throws. Who knows? But in this game. He he like he got to the free throw line and found a way to create points when the Kings needed it. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And then and then like before like we complete I guess I mean we already kind of talked about the fourth quarter, but we you know it'd be a shame if we didn't mention like Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald like had a really good game. Like he shot seven, nine for eighteen overall and seven for fourteen from three. And the, the the seven threes he made were huge because the Kings were looking a little dead in the water, at, at, like towards the end of the third. They could not like really generate easy baskets. And then of course, like when they can't make shots, their defense tends to drop off. And when and when it pours, it really rains. But Buddy Heel was able to you know catch fire. He took some terrible threes, by the way, like some absolutely awful ones. 
but you know i don't know if he took it personally like playing against kyle guy or something but he he shot i felt like he shot over kyle guy a number of times same thing with Halliburton as well yeah i mean you know if it goes in we can't really complain but uh when he did get to hot streak you know he does you know gets a couple misses you know get those heat checks but hey what, what can we complain when he shoots this well yeah and again he he say he really did save the kings during that stretch because it also in like the fourth quarter i think that we went down seven and again the kings looked like they were about to you know collapse again but you know buddy healed threes and he just you know he again he caught fire and just saved them we have to mention that um i do want to mention like in the first half i'm going to reverse order for some reason but in the first half they try some new things on offense they ran a a what's called a post split a high post split with uh with was it buddy metu and uh basically metu in the post with uh lens screening and buddy coming off a screen it ultimately didn't work it didn't create a shot like right away but i think it ended up in a score somehow but they're trying out new stuff and there were it, there weren't a lot, but there were some, you know, high post passing going on. Like Damian Jones, like got a bat, like managed to get a pass to Harrison Barnes for a dunk, like in in the first half. Like they're trying out new stuff, but it, again, in the second half, they always just revert back to their old ways and kind of like you know go away from what's been working. And you know, it's a work in progress, but it's deep enough in the season where I'm just saying you gotta figure something out to be more consistent. But it's nice to see them try out some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, yeah. This game we saw a lot more plays being made rather than the yeah the usual iso ball. Hopefully, this guy makes something. Uh, either you know maybe Darren Fox uh, somehow makes something, which he did in a way with his free throws, and you know Buddy going to his usual spots and hopefully making something but at least they were passing the ball a lot better and you know finding the open man for a better shot but you know sometimes it goes in sometimes it doesn't but yeah like you said work in progress so like that's kind of my summary like ultimately a win's a win it's not the prettiest of wins it's it's in the same vein as like the uh was it the Mavericks game and I believe the uh, Thunder game? Like these were ugly wins. They're just not the prettiest basketball to watch. But like they they did what they needed to do and they won. And of course they won going going. They won in the very end. But like the things that I say that need work, their defense. You know, like again reverting back to their old offensive habits, relying on ISO ball. Those things are still concerns. Like they, and they showed them this game. And I don't, and I'm not seeing that much improvement in those departments. So I'm not sure if this is momentum they can keep carrying. Like I always want to say, like hopefully they carry this momentum in the next game. But like outside of just making shots, like again, Buddy Hill making shots made a difference in this game and kind of was the difference between the, you know, between us winning and losing. Like what would they have done had had Buddy not made those shots? Yeah. Uh. That's very true. It would have been the same old, you know, Kings, I guess. Uh, you know, with Buddy probably having another slow or bad night again, and probably would have ended in a loss, to be honest. But again, ultimately, we ended up winning. Uh, the interesting stat that we found: so the so the Heat the Heat shot 105 shots a game. Now, normally, most teams don't go, like, they go maybe in the mid-90s, possibly. 
like that's that's pretty high and like an average is like just at 90. the the heat shot 105 field goals and the reason why is because they absolutely pumped the kings on offensive rebounds except um 18 offensive rebounds to the kings is seven 49 rebounds to the kings is 39 rebounds there was a stretch in the fourth quarter i i swear to god like i think the kings got about three offensive or three defensive rebounds for like the first half of the fourth quarter because they just they basically it would just always it would either be a long rebound or they would just get out rebounded and one guy who's been do, who was doing it was omer yurt seven just like the perfect game from him 22 and 10 no 22 and 60 10 offensive rebounds alone and six offensive rebounds was how much he was just beasting and feasting on the kings yeah i mean uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest i don't know this guy but yeah he just i don't even know him i mean he he just hit his like he just hit his shots just floaters layups i mean we couldn't stop him for some reason in most plays and you know again with the offensive rebounds like you said a lot of second chance points um surprisingly um they scored only 18 second chance points which i i actually expected a lot more uh to our 11 second chance points but you know he i don't know who this guy is but he just he he would have been the king's killer to be honest if he kept on playing like this like the thing was was that the, the the kings gave up dribble penetration way too easily and like either they either they would end up with a shot and make it or like they would pass it to your seven for an easy shot or you know whenever it missed he would get the offensive rebounds and when you know when they make or when they don't make it or no when they do make it like he's still in position to do something else like they he he played the perfect role player game just always in position he's not even that big like i know he's listed at 611 he does not look 611 out there he looks like 69 610 and he just kept getting rebounds in perfect positions just always just play just played like off of jimmy butler and off of kyle lowry always in the right spot just to make something happen and he made things happen this game oh yeah Okay, well, let's uh, let's go to some of the players. We already talked about Fox, which got to the free throw line a lot, even though he didn't shoot well and came up big when they needed it. Halliburton, to me, just does Halliburton things. But the only thing, again, with him and Harrison Barnes as well, like, they need to be more aggressive shooting the ball. I, I don't like that. I don't like that Halliburton only had nine points. He had 12 assists, but nine points? I need it to be, like, maybe, like, 14 or 15. Yeah, it's going to be a thing probably for the rest of the season to be honest i don't know uh maybe the coaches will switch up something when now i really don't know to be honest because overall in terms of um field goal uh i guess not spacing i guess for our team i guess uh it's pretty even for the most part but yeah definitely tyrese can make those shots but just happen to you know assist more than uh make his own i guess um moving on to harrison barnes i already mentioned he should shoot more he was four for seven this game two for four from three but like it felt like he was pretty invisible out there but like if you watch him on defense he had a i thought he had a really good defensive game like they try they like whenever he switches onto someone i'm never like that's a mismatch it's mm -hmm. never that way 
And like, he, you know, he switched on Tyler Hero. He guarded Jimmy Butler. He got a Kyle Lowry for, for some possessions. Like he did a good job of just being overall solid. And that's half the battle on defense. You just have to be solid like half the time and just, you know, just be in the right position. And he and he did that. Yeah, it felt like he had a bigger impact in the first half, but definitely the second half he was pretty, yeah, pretty invisible. But like you said, that defense really carried us for most of the part. Uh, we already mentioned Buddy Hill caught fire and saved the Kings in the in the third and the early fourth. When he's hot, like it's a very good thing for the Kings. But, but and that, you know he better make those damn shots. But he took again, he took some god awful ones, but just nailed them this game. Yeah, going off of uh, Buddy Hilda, I remember you saying during the game where, you know, we we were really, you know, terrible when it came to uh, rebounding, and we should have possibly put maybe Marvin Bagley out there, but you know, if Buddy is hitting these shots, why not just keep Buddy out there? I guess. And I even I even mentioned to you like right after I was just like he's gonna play the entire fourth quarter, isn't he? And he did. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't love it. But like again, he was hot, and I don't think he did much in the fourth after that little after that initial run. Like he, I remember he was like seven for twelve at one point. And he ended up seven for fourteen, which which was fine. But like you know, there is it's always just a risk having him out there. But I get like this game kind of justified it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you mentioned Marvin. Marvin to me, I don't think had that many like notable plays. He did what he could, provided energy, got rebounds like when they were coming to him like. You know, just he didn't play a lot of minutes because Buddy, because Buddy got hot, basically. Oh yeah. What happened? Um, Alex Len was really good. Uh, game high plus twelve, just physical out there. There was one play like I remember where he basically, basically J- Jimmy Butler tried to body him and could not move him, and just ended up with a t- with a pretty tough shot that he missed. And you know, like he he had a really nice pass to Buddy, like you know, just he. It's nice to see him back, and he provided a physical presence like damian jones is big but like he's not the he's not like you know bruising like alex len is mm-hmm. yeah glad to have him back and hopefully uh his conditioning is uh pretty good and uh, hopefully we see him more with more minutes because we're missing a rashawn holmes sadly to uh, health and safety protocols and and i mentioned um damian jones earlier damian jones started this game and actually had a really good game 18 and 10 like with three assists which is surprising too like he was he's just a ball of energy out there he he's kind of in the same vein just like does what he needs to do and like this game he had really good hands so (laughs) yeah you know when you can catch the ball you know it's it's the rudy gobert thing when you can catch the ball as a big man you're 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 you know you're golden usually Mm -hmm. you can you can score pretty easily because like when you have good when you have guards that are delivering you the ball and you can catch it you can do a lot of things. You know, the, the the possibilities are endless when you're 7-1 and can catch the ball. Yeah, I don't know about his hands, but to be honest, I think I saw a lot more bounce passes to him th- that he did catch that, I guess, I mean, who knows? <laughs> he made the plays. Um, just quickly shout out to uh, um, Chemezi Metsu. Metsu had, had two buckets where they ran the exact same play for him. That little kind of wraparound lob to him. And it worked twice this game, which was surprising because it's the Miami Heat defense. Like, it's a really good defense, but they just fell asleep on them. 
And yeah, he managed to get two two lob dunks, and it was really it was really nice to see. Um, you know, I, I I will say I'm surprised they don't run that for Damian Jones or Rashawn Holmes. Like both of those guys got ups, but like you know, right, only running for Metsu is a bit strange. But like Metsu got ups, and he can catch that lob. But like I like to see it for like you know not Alex Len, but like you know and not Tristan Thompson, but you know like Rashawn got ups, Damian Jones got really got ups. Like you know, run it for them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just the wrong place and the wrong timing. Uh, who knows? I, I guess whoever runs those plays, which is mostly going to be Tyrese, I guess. But actually, no, this game, it wasn't Tyrese that ran uh, the Met 2 plays, right? I think it No, I think it was Fox both times. Fox yeah. actually saw him really late on the second one. He just happened to be, he was just standing down there, like camping, basically, in there. Um, but like they managed to catch him, but they even tried to run it for Fox, but it, it didn't it didn't work, and they actually read it out. But like I guess they're again they're trying out new stuff, and we'll see if this sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more plays that we make up, uh, I guess the more confusing the defenders have to uh, make up for our team. Uh, did I talk about Davion yet? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. No, not yet. <laughs> well, Davion, like always, always out there playing great, great on-ball defense. I remember you asking me, like, what, what, like, is Kyle Guy going to be the king's killer this game? And I just said that they would just put Davion on him and just put him in the torture rack. <laughs> like he, he, he is, he is, he will not be able to get by Davion. I guarantee you. And you know, he played good defense on Kyle Lowry. He played good defense on you know Kings, the two Kings legends, or yeah, two Kings legends, Kyle Guy and Nick Stauskas. Like whenever, whenever like he was on them, they could not get by him or honestly even dribble around him. Like he was a menace out there, and he hit shots this game. Like whenever he hits shots, it's an added bonus. He was five for seven, of and with two threes. Like he he was great this game. Oh yeah, and those two frees really kept us up too during those little stretches. And uh, I remember, uh, what was it? There was a play with uh, Buddy, you know, where he was pretty hot. He made two back-to-back frees, uh, tries to do a heat check free, and luckily, out of all the rebounds, Metu gets a rebound, passes out to uh, Davion at the wing, makes that free. No, no, I think what happened, no, no, you're missing the middle part. He he passed it back to Buddy, who wanted to shoot it, but the guy happened to be there to just about block it. He passes to Metsu, who then gets it to Dave. Ah, uh, I right? see. And <laughs> I yeah, so, yeah, I, I remember that exact sequence. Was, I was like, that motherfucker is going to shoot this again, isn't he? And I he mean... ended up not, because there happened to be a Heat player in the vicinity ready to block it. So... Yeah, credit to Davion. He played a good game. And again, any kind of scoring he gives is an added bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to quickly talk about uh, Tristan Thompson. His hair looks terrible. Like, he looked really... He looked like he had been camping. Basically, it looked like sitting on the bench for so long took a toll on him. And it just <laughs> showed up. And it just all just showed up in his hair. It was basically what... But if you guys don't... If you guys didn't see it, he kind of looked like... Uh, was it was it Solomon Hill in that one picture um, when he was in the bubble where he just looked like basically he looked like 2020 personified like just looked homeless like with like a look on his face it's just it was just that's what he looked like yeah man I'm pretty sure that's his only highlight to be honest this game to be honest yeah I mean he played two minutes so it's not like he played much um yeah that's all I have for this game anything else you want to quickly bring up about this game uh not really you pretty much 
cover we pretty much covered most of the goods and bads of this game so far to be honest yeah and i guess one last thing uh rashawn hopes will be out for a bit he's in health and safety protocols hopefully he'll be back soon but it sucks for him just because like he had just been kind of getting back into rhythm a little bit and now he's back now he's out again um because of you know a, a, a virus that you know refuses to go away basically yeah well let's hope uh, he gets better soon or i'm i'm hoping it's asymptomatic that's the that's a good one right the asymptomatic is usually the good one and like the uh, we'll, we'll talk about this really quickly let's call so i while you were gone i created a segment called the raven's call or something like that i don't, I don't even remember the name actually now but basically it was a segment where i talked about the rest of the league and you know bradley beal apparently it came out he just got vaccinated so good for him oh okay and you know there's no news about Kyrie getting vaccinated and i'm not saying i'm like worried about Kyrie, but like it's not a good decision for him to play because with how how many guys are entering health and safety protocols and you know god forbid he gets covid i mean i think he's already gotten covid before so maybe he has the antibodies but like the fact that he's going to play a vaccinated and with all these players that are actually like you know getting covid and having to sit out i i'm not sure if it's the smartest decision for him to come back honestly i get why they do they did it but like he's putting himself at a lot of risk yeah i mean hopefully he just goes through the protocols as best as he could i mean they really or he really should to be honest hopefully uh, multiple testing throughout uh, each and every game they play too and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see Kyrie back to be honest after like half a season gone and, and if you're saying like well you know if you're vaccinated you can still spread it yes but like you're a lot less likely to die from it so that that's kind of the thing um granted i'm not that worried about like Kyrie, just be, not as worried like as i would be for a, a normal person because like he is a world-class athlete but these things do affect athletes and like i mean like if, if they're gonna have to like you know be i, I guess if the extra team has to be extra careful with Kyrie, like it all just kind of tracks back like with you know just him being a bit of a selfish teammate move on this one like everyone has to adjust to you making a again what i think to be a very very dumb decision for what you're doing for a very dumb reason yeah i mean it is how it is and you know if the nba you know continues playing this way i mean who are we to say i mean they're not stopping him to be honest they're not stopping the games either so like just people are just i hate to say it like are gonna kind of just drop in and out like flies like in and out of safety protocols like this and you know um it's just one of those kinds of things i i think i'm pretty sure Rashawn is vaccinated i don't think he was on the list so hopefully he's fine hopefully he's not uh, experiencing any symptoms and maybe he can make a full recovery oh yeah for sure okay well that's all i have for, uh, for this uh episode um yeah just the overall good good game from the kings um again they, they have a lot of things to work on like let's not get too let's not get it twisted like we we were like a bounce away away from it being a overtime game like oh, yeah. jimmy Butler got a really good look at that at the end and you know if we lose an overtime like we could totally go the other way with this game it's just like this is a terrible showing it's the same mistakes that the kings always make 
but like ultimately we ended up winning but we do have to look at those issues like again stagnant offense you know nonchalant defense and like the communication just isn't there like these are things they need to work on and mm-hmm. this win should not you know hot obscure that fact yeah offensive wise i gotta say is a, a bit of an improvement from previous games but we'll see if it carries on to the next game which you know it's gonna be on tuesday uh against the lakers and sadly this is gonna be a late game too so it's 7 30. god damn it <laughs> man i gotta sleep oh. yeah, I know. Uh, so far it's been either super early or super late lately so Hopefully it goes back to the normal time of seven, which is not any better, to be honest. I'm going to predict we win this game. I, I'm getting good vibes from this because Laker, Lakers are not playing all that well. They, I mean, they they were celebrating the fact they were beating the Rockets not too long ago. That's where, <laughs> that's where they're at. Like, so, I mean, very granted, to be fair, if we, if we beat the Rockets, our fan base will be pretty, pretty happy too. Um, but like, it was a close, they were in a close game down down the stretch against the fucking rockets yeah well when it when the time comes when we face against the rockets hopefully that it does it's, come it's to not you. it's not till the end of the season unfortunately they oh. have it they have it weirdly scheduled for us to not face them until the, until the end i see and we have to face them like three times right something like that i think yeah gee then, yeah that's unusual and this is our third time with the lakers so far yes it would be our third time maybe this is the tiebreaker maybe 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 like you know we, we want to really troll lakers fan if they lose to us maybe lebron is the problem <laughs> okay <laughs> well i don't know about that but we'll see i guess okay all right well that's all i have for this episode um thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one yeah well we'll see you guys later